What's up fam, Chadi here. Episode three of season seven kicks off right now. Things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Episode three, fam, we're talking about how to war well this season. This season, we're talking about the basics, the training. Um, today, we're talking about the enemy. So many things to say about him. Um, we're we're going to talk about how to, uh, what is next? The full armor of God out of Ephesians 6, and then how to battle. So we're talking about how to war well. Let me define this real quick for those that are new to the podcast. Uh, warring well is not warring to win. Warring well is warring to love, to honor God in the war. And uh, gosh, life feels like we're at war a lot of times. And in order to war well, we have to sometimes go back to the basics and we have to understand our training. Go back to our training, going back to the things that we've learned. Uh, The basics are easy. Uh, Be obedient to what God says. Uh, Be honoring to people, even if they deserve it or they do deserve it or don't deserve it. And uh, be kind. Those three things are basic principles found in Ephesians 6 um, that help us war well. Uh, the second thing is sometimes we got to go back to our actual training. Before you're deployed to war in real life, you actually go through basics and then you actually go through some kind of training for whatever job you're going to do. And so um, the truth is sometimes we got to go back to our uh, training, you know, go back to what God has said. And we find in this little tiny transitional verse in uh, Ephesians, uh, I think it's 10 and 11, where we talk about uh, the best thing you can do is um, draw your strength and your might from God um, and protect yourself from the enemy and his schemes. And so you have to surrender, surrender your strengths so that you can understand the power of his might and then uh, learn how to protect yourself, which uh, protect yourself from who or what um, is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're talking about the enemy. I don't like to talk about the enemy for a number of reasons. Let me talk about, let me get some context. I don't like to talk about the enemy because I feel like people, I feel like Christians blame the devil for things that are not the devil. The devil, the devil is not um, omnipotent. Um, He is not right. Is that the right word? Omnipresent. He, he's, you know where he's at. He's not like. uh, causing traffic in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like people blame the devil for traffic jams. People blame the devil for missing a parking spot. People blame the devil for road rage. People blame the devil for stuff all the time. It's not the devil. Devil's probably, in, you know, uh, human trafficking people. Like he's the worst, literally the worst. And um, I just think that there are so many other elements uh, to the enemy that first, before we even talk about his stupid behind, I just want you to understand who your enemy is. So I'm going to give you a couple things that I need you to understand from one friend to another. First thing is your enemy um, is not people. Uh, In warring seasons, uh, if you want to war well, you need to understand that your fight is not against people. So I'm going to read Ephesians uh, 6, which is what we've been studying, and then I'm going to jump into this. But remember what I just said, it's not people. 
All right, we're in 12. We're not waging war against the enemies of flesh and blood alone. No, this fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness of the world and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk out in heavenly places. And this is why you need to be head to toe in the full armor of God. So you can resist uh, him during the evil days and be fully prepared to hold your ground. Okay, first things first. I know it says um, it's not all, it's not always people, but guys, it's really not. People are broken. You live in a broken world. I did an entire podcast episode uh, called, I think it's like Haters Are Not a Thing. It's in the Not a Thing series. I think it was uh, second or third season where I talk about how a lot of times we look to people and people. people are the problem. People will always be a problem in a broken world. We live in a broken world full of sin. um, And guys, if you want to war well, take your eyes off of people. That's why in the word it says, uh, where does my help come from? I look up to the hills. My help comes from the Lord. Take your eyes off of people and put it on the Lord. Can I just say that? It's not about uh, the people problems. The people problems will drown you like a quicksand in a New York minute. People problems are not the problem. The problem is the enemy, and people are broken because of the enemy. And so when you know that at the end of the day, everything wrapped up goes back to the enemy, back to the principalities and the brokenness of this world, what you'll do is you'll choose to love people, see the best in people, and not respond in emotional craziness and um, to people. Now, do people do bad things? Yes. Yes, they do. Should you have boundaries with broken people? Yes, please. That's why I said protect yourself in the last episode. But at the end of the day, people are not the problem. Do I have um, problems with people? Probably, yeah, sure. I'm sure people have problems with me. I'm very intenso. It is what it is. But um, I choose in moments where I'm frustrated with people to not allow my frustrations uh, to delve so deep into my heart that I become offended, that I become bitter, that I, that I allow their brokenness to be part of my brokenness. That's your cloud. That's not mine. The only thing that you're responsible is how you love people, how you treat people, how they perceive you, how they receive it. That's a them issue. And so I just feel like you should know if you want to war well, God, you're, you're not at war with people. You're at You might be at war with people, but it's not a people issue. It's an enemy issue. And so if you're obeying God, if you're honoring people, if you're being kind and people are still the problem, you might need to actually make sure that your strength is surrender, that it's not becoming brute force and hurting people. Also, that you understand the power of his might and you're functioning from a place that you're led of the Holy Spirit so you can see people the way they truly are as well as, um, and you're protecting yourself. You have healthy boundaries. You're not just letting people roll over you. So people are not the enemy. The other thing that's not the enemy is your bad decisions. (laughs) I'm going to let that one just marinate for a minute. Guys, stop blaming God and stop blaming the devil for your bad decisions. If you make bad money decisions, it's it's not the devil's fault that you can't pay your bills. Oh my God, that's not nice, but I felt like somebody needed to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you just need to save. Maybe you need to stop, you know, trying to live like a Kardashian. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know your financial situation. But I think a lot of people blame God and blame the devil. Oh, it's the enemy. I'm at war. It's the enemy right now. And that's the reason why this happened. You know, no, probably not. I don't think the enemy's sitting around trying to give you a flat tire. 
Now, I will say that God allows some things sometimes to build something in us. I'm not saying that God allows bad things. What I'm saying is, is sometimes just bad things happen. Some things, just legitimately bad things happen. And um, it's not the enemy. Like, I know what it's like to have bad. I, there was a season in our life where we had a house. We bought a house, and the house was like the money pit. And it didn't matter what we did to the house. Something was always flooding, breaking, pipes. I mean, husband fell through the floor one time while he was using the bathroom. No joke. Literally, the toilet paper was, like, going up, and he was going. It was a bad situation. We had to have the whole thing redone. It wasn't the devil's fault. We bought an old house from 1912 that had a lot of friggin' problems. And guess what? You, if you invest in something with problems, you know what you're going to get back? Problems. If you're in a relationship with problems, it's not the devil. Like you invested in something with problems. Now you're going to have to help fix it. So we would have to like fix the plumbing and get the right air conditioning. We bought a house with no air conditioning. You know what you got to get? AC when you live in Florida. Why would you buy a house with no AC? I don't know. We made stupid decisions. Sometimes, guys, we invest in things that are a problem at the get, and then we blame the devil because there's still a problem. It's like, it's like not his fault. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be, like, his helper right now. I'm just trying to tell you that it's not his fault. He's a horrible, horrible person horrible enemy and he sucks and he has been at it since the beginning um but your enemy is not people and your enemy isn't your bad decisions so i just need to say that so in basic and in training you should you know you learn these things so that you can war well but you can't war well if you don't even know who your enemy is so let's talk about the enemy here now that i've given you 10 minutes of who your enemy is not okay also, everyone listening on iTunes and Spotify, hi. Nice, nice to talk to you. I'm also on YouTubes, and um, so you can come and watch the actual videos. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Wins all around. Okay, your enemy, you should know this, is old and only has one trick. He is old and really good at one thing. This fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness and in the world, and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk about in the heavenly places. He's been at it for a while, guys. He's been at it since the beginning. And the thing that he does, and he does really, really well, is he causes you to question God. He did it in the garden, and he did it with Judas. Think about it. Did God really say that? Is Jesus really the son of God? Eh, It's all this stuff that he's doing. Is it real? If the enemy can get you to question what you know to be true about God, he's got you. You're eating fruit that you don't need to be eating. You're collecting silver. It's well underpriced for what you've been asked. Like you sell yourself short. The enemy will do everything to sell you the fact that God is not real, that God is not for you, and all of that is a lie. Yep, real truth. And when faced with this, when faced with this enemy, how do you war well? If you are facing this enemy, how do you war well? Well, first thing is you put on the full armor of God, right? Which we're going to talk about next week. But what I have found... When the enemy causes me to question God 
and he has, caused me to question God. I do something that I'm going to share with you that my hope will help you. But first thing, let me say this. It's okay to question God. He's big enough for your questions. I've sat on this couch and I have said, God, is this really you? During, um, there was a season, I would say in the last couple years, um, where I was faced with something pretty tragic and pretty overwhelming. And I sat on my couch and I bawled my eyes out. Now, I had been in ministry for almost 20 years at this point, and um, a pastor, and um, living for Jesus, talking to you on podcasts, speaking all over the United States, written books about struggling. And I sat on my couch, cried, and I said, God, I don't, I don't know if I believe in you anymore. I did. I said it. I said it out loud. My husband was in the kitchen, and it, it stopped him in his tracks. And I was crying, and I said, I don't know. This is so bad. This situation is so overwhelming that, God, I don't even know if I believe in you anymore. The enemy, if he could get you not only to question God, but to forget the God that you really know, he's got you. Now, the thing about me, um, I talked about this in my last podcast is I have a reading disability and so I can't comprehend things. So it causes me to have to really dive into things, to dive into how I read and how I learn. Now, that reading disability has actually uh, molded over into the rest of my life. So um, because I don't comprehend things the way other people comprehend things, I really dive into relationships and getting to really know people. And I, I always move past an experience and I really focus on relationship. Okay, I have found that in my Christian walk, my walk with Jesus, that it started with all these really dope emotional experiences, whether it was in worship, whether God did something really cool. But when I was sitting on that couch questioning God, what I didn't go back to was all my emotional experiences. What I went back to was my relationship with him. Because relationship stands. Emotional experiences fade. All right? I say this like this. So I've been married for, oh my God, 18, 17 years. I got married in 2004. I should know this. I'm embarrassed. 18 years? Because we've been together 18? It'll be 19 this year? I don't know. No. Okay, hold on. So we went to Rome 16 and so married, we were married 17 years. 17 years. You got to see that play out live. Okay, I've been together 18 years. And um, dude, there are moments where I want to karate chop my husband, where he's eating cereal and I'm like, I want to choke you out. And there are moments where he wants to shake me and, um, and as well deserved. And, um, but what keeps me in covenant with my husband is not our honeymoon period. It's not when we were dating and everything was beautiful and amazing and he always smelled delicious. Um, and my makeup was always done and my eyebrows looked like Sandra Bullock. It was, it's what keeps us in it is the relationship, is the friendship. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. He's who I want to talk to before I go to bed. He's who I want to talk to when I wake up in the morning. He's my best friend. And if the enemy can have you, have, have you, I don't know how to say this, 
If your relationship with Jesus is only based on emotional experience to emotional experience to emotional high, and you never actually build that covenant relationship, when the enemy asks you, did God really say that? Hmm. Is Jesus really the son of God? What you'll do, because you've never actually had a relationship with him, and you may have only had emotional uh, moments with him, that uh, it'll cause you to question it and you'll just walk away. And the enemy won't even have to fight you if he can do that. You don't even make it to the battle. If he can, if you find yourself questioning God, there's a battle that God wants you to work through, to get to. There are people on the other side that he wants you to help war, and the devil just got you out by causing you to question God. You're questioning him. Good for you. There's nothing wrong with deconstructing and seeking God. But I will tell you this, when you're in relationship, when you're in covenant, you you take your questions, you ask, you comprehend, you build relationship, you have actual dialogue, and then you move on and you move past. How do you move from emotional experience to a daily relationship? Some of you are going, that's cool, great. So I've had emotional experiences with God. The enemy is causing me to question God. How do I move from an emotional experience on a Sunday or a worship night? Or I read my Bible and I felt the Holy Spirit. Like, how do you move from those emotional experiences to a daily covenant relationship? Okay, you ready? Write this down. Obedience. Honor. Kindness. Surrendering your gifts understanding his might, and protecting yourself with the full armor of God. Oh, snap. I just miyagi'd you. I just did that for two episodes. How do you fight the enemy when he causes you to question God? You go back to the basics, and you go back to your training. God can then trust you with the full armor of God because he knows that if the devil causes you to question him, you'll go to him and you'll have dialogue because you're in covenant and you're in relationship. And then he can trust you with the armor that can then trust you for battle, that can then trust you for war. (sighs) Obedience. Obedience, when you have only ever had emotional experiences with God, You'll only obey him in the big stuff. God, I'll move to where you want me to go. Red, I'll have all these incredible influencer moments. Lord, I'll talk to you on my social media. But I'll watch porn when no one else is around. That's, you can't mess with me with that one. Yeah, God, uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some sketchy stuff when no one else is around. But when everybody's watching, Lord, I'm here for the big obedience. Yeah, that's, that's emotional experience stuff. That's not relationship stuff. I'm, I'm um, loyal to my husband, and I honor my husband when he's not around. And I honor him, and I love him when he's in front of me. Obedience honors and loves God when no one else is around and in front of everybody. But obedience, based on emotional experiences, only does the big sexy stuff. Not the actual dirty, grimy, in-the-trenches stuff. Second thing is honor. You honor out of love, right? I said that in episode one. Um, But uh, if you're only honoring out of an emotional experience with God, you only honor if you love them. I don't really like them, so I'm not going to honor them. I don't really like them. I don't love them. So because I don't love them, um, I'm just going to be disrespectful. And, you know, I could be better than them. I should be that. I should be the boss. 
That's immaturity, dude. You honor out of love because you're in relationship with the king and you know that he honors and he's about honor, so you honor. But if you've only ever had an emotional experience with Jesus and you're not actually walking with Jesus, then um, that's how you honor. Honor, dude, I just, there's so much to that. If you only live from an emotional experience, you will elevate your gifts instead of God. Your gifts won't be surrendered. You ever seen those people that just like you meet them and immediately they start telling you their bio and all the things that they've done? It's because they live from an emotional experience. They don't live from an actual relationship. I don't have to go, hey, so I'm married. My husband's super hot. And um, so we've been dating for 100 million years. And we, I, mean, I, don't, I don't start with that. It's on my finger. It's with me every day. It, it's every part of who I am. I, I've, I'm part, we're family. It's everywhere I go, we represent each other. Like, an emotional experience relationship with God elevates gifts instead of God. You see how all these things, everyone can blame the enemy for it, but it's really just an us issue. It's really just an us issue. Um, A relationship, a daily relationship understands the power of his might. But a relationship that is based on emotional experience, experience actually breeds pride. Um, in our own might and in our own strength. Talks about how awesome we are. Look what I did. Hey, everybody, look how awesome I am. Instead of look how awesome God is. It's false humility. Yeah. When you function from an emotional relationship and not a daily relationship, man, you'll lose The enemy will catch you and he will cause you to question God, question who he is to you, question what you've done for him. Um, And God wants to equip you with the full armor of God. God wants to equip you with the basics and he wants to send you off to be trained. But you have to understand who your enemy is. He's just going to cause you to question God. He's going to cause you to question the king. He's going to cause you to uh, be disobedient, cause you to dishonor, cause you to not be kind. Those are real, legit enemy things. But you set yourself up by not building an actual relationship with Jesus and only living for the cool, sexy um, platform stuff, emotional stuff. God wants you to war well, and God wants to send you out. He wants to equip you with the full armor of God, but you're so focused on people you're so focused on what you want. Your, your enemy isn't your bad decisions. Your enemy isn't people. Your enemy is one guy, and he is, he is causing you to question God. And um, I wish now at 40 that I could have sat down with my 20-year-old self and said, look, go into ministry. It's fun. It's great. It'll be the greatest years of your life thus far. But don't focus on people. Don't make bad decisions. And don't live from emotional experience to emotional experience, but instead root yourself in hiddenness, read your Bible like mad, and get to know the real Jesus, because there will be a moment where you're going to sit on your couch and you're going to question everything. And the only thing that's going to save you is the relationship. And so I don't know where you're at right now, but I will tell you the enemy is real and he sucks. And he will do everything 
to make you forget your training. He will do everything to get you to forget the basic things. Obedience, honor, kindness, surrendering your gifts, understanding the power of his might, and being self-aware enough to protect yourself with the full armor of God by resting and seeking God. And if, and if you can do those things and do those things well, my friend, there will be roots that grow down deep into your soul and there will be a covenant relationship built with the Most High God. And when that enemy comes, right before you're about to be deployed into war, right about, right before God begins to armor you with all the things he wants to be able to push you out and deploy you into war, um, the devil won't be able to cut that out because you will know exactly who your God is because you've built a relationship with him, a real relationship, not one based on emotional experiences, but one based on true covenant. Yeah, so do that. The enemy is not people. The enemy isn't your bad decisions. The enemy is old and he has one trick. And it's to qu- causes you to question God. And you will not question God if you have a daily relationship with Jesus. And you're rooted in that covenant. Yeah. Okay. Basics. Training. Enemy. He sucks. But next week we're going to talk about the full armor of God. And then we're going to talk about the battle. Because God wants you to be able to war well and war from a place of victory. And uh, that's where we're at right here on Season 7. I love you, weirdos. Pretty much.